Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Today we have a great story of malicious compliance where a father says to never wake them up again. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, Dad gave me 30 days to move out, and I did. So I thought I'd share my story. When I, female, was 18, my dad kicked me out for disrespecting my stepmother. Reasonable, but also she was and is a manipulative bench, and I was fed up. Now, what they mean by disrespecting her is I would only clean my messes. If I dirtied a dish, I'd clean it, but only mine. If I cooked, I cleaned the kitchen, things like that. She expected me to clean every mess she'd make and insult me and has threatened to put her hands on me. Don't worry, I told my dad, but he took her side. I was fed up being told I was lazy, so I started talking back to her, saying exactly what I thought. My dad was fed up with me standing up against his wife and said I had 30 days to get my stuff and find another place to stay. I was with my current boyfriend at the time, and he said I could live with him and his mom, and his mom was fine with it. My mom is deceased, so she wasn't an option, and even if she was, it wouldn't have been a healthy option because she was addicted to H and the big cause of most of my trauma, so I packed my stuff within two days and I left. I guess my dad didn't expect me to leave so quickly, so when I came back to get the rest of my stuff, he told me I could stay as long as I respected the rules and the owners of the house. I told him that I don't respect the rules or owners of the house, so I was not going back. He was really upset with me and it probably didn't help that I was his youngest, and my sister was already out making a life for herself. Don't get me wrong, I love my dad. I keep contact because when my stepmother is out of the picture, he's a fantastic father. But I'm 21 now and I'm doing really well with my life, and me and my boyfriend are 3 years strong and even in a new state. Dad really didn't like that, but I didn't leave out of spite. I just genuinely hated where I was. He's still really disappointed that I moved out, but that's what he told me to do. Sadly, my dad is still married to her and my sister had to drop her as a babysitter due to poor supervision, leading to my one-year-old niece in the ER getting stitches and my dog getting put down because the dog was skittish due to my stepmother straight up hitting her which led to my dog biting my unsupervised niece. Though my sister tells me that he's slowly getting fed up with my stepmother's BS and entitlement, so who knows, maybe he'll divorce her and we can fully repair our relationship without giving him the ultimatum of see your future grandkids without her or not see them at all. I'm not pregnant, but I plan on having kids eventually. Honestly, I just wish OP the best going forward because it sounds like they've gone through a heck of a lot. Honestly, I hope they do wise up. I hope they do see how abhorrent this person is, but if they've been by them for this long, who knows? They might have a bit of like a Stockholm Syndrome type thing. Our next story is, my dad told me to just walk home, so I did. I just remembered this old story of mine earlier today and thought it would be fun to share. I'm not 100% sure that this qualifies as malicious compliance, since it wasn't intended to be at the time, but I'll let you readers be the judge. A long time ago in the faraway year of 1999, I was a young 11-year-old boy finishing my last year of elementary school. Right before my birthday, which was in May, my parents called the family together for a meeting. 
They told us my mom had gotten a new job and we would need to move. We weren't moving too far away, only about an hour, but still, that meant moving away from my friends and going to a completely different middle school than the one I thought I would be going to. Elementary school wrapped up and we moved to our new house in early July. In August, my parents and I got to take a tour of the school and meet the principal and some of the teachers. That was when we actually learned that there weren't any buses that passed our new neighborhood. It was actually close to the school, so that meant I would be walking to and from there every day. My parents weren't too thrilled about this, but it was only a 15 to 20 minute walk and there was a path, so they came around on the idea pretty quickly. At the time, both of my parents worked full time and five days a week. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. My mom worked Monday through Friday and my dad worked Monday through Thursday and Saturday. Trust me, this is relevant. Since my oldest sister was away in college full time and they didn't trust me and my brother alone, my parents found a babysitter to be there when my brother and I would get home and watch us until my parents got home. My brother was two years younger than me and in the local elementary school. The school year started and in early September, we got a massive heat wave that reached highs of like 96 degrees for a couple days. The middle school was also an old building and most of it was not air conditioned. I only had two classes that had AC in the classroom throughout the day. At the end of those days, I was tired and not in any mood to walk an additional 20 minutes in the heat before getting home, so I used the vending machine snack money to call the babysitter from the payphone. Cell phones were definitely not used by kids in those days. The babysitter, thinking he was just not letting me suffer in the heat, came to pick me up and I would do some homework before Batman Beyond and Pokemon came on. I did try to call home two more times over the next two weeks when it was hot. The second time I got the sitter again. The third time I called was on a Friday. My dad answered. He was not happy with me. He told me that it wasn't that hot, 85 that day, that I shouldn't call the sitter away from the house and that I had to start growing up. He told me to walk home and we would talk more when I got there. So I walked home. I got a lecture and was told not to call the sitter again to be picked up. I said okay and told him I wouldn't call the sitter or him again to be picked up. Two weeks later, at the end of September, a hurricane passed through the area. Halfway through the day at school, it really started coming down. It got so bad that they let us out of school a half hour early like that was going to save us. By this time though, a lot of roads were flooding and the line for payphones was long. I remember what my dad told me a couple weeks ago, so I walked home. It took me almost 30 minutes to walk home from school that day, and I was drenched by the time I got home. The rain was coming down so hard I couldn't see more than 5 feet in front of me. 
The roads were so flooded that the only way to drive in was with a car that had four-wheel drive. When I got home, both my parents, mom got out of work early due to the storm, were there panicking because they hadn't heard from either the school or me. I just walked in through our garage, soaking wet, and said, Hi mom, hi dad, I'm home. After they got over the initial shock and relief of seeing me home, my parents and I had this conversation. Mom said, how did you get home? I say, I walked. She says, why? I say, dad told me to. She says, when? We didn't get any calls from you or the school today. I said, well, a couple weeks ago. I called the sitter a few times and asked for a ride home since it was hot. The last time I called, I got dad. He told me I just had to walk home from now on and not call for a ride again. Dad says, I imply that there could be exceptions. I say, you didn't say that. My mom turned on my dad and just told me to dry myself off and put my wet clothes in the dryer. I was drying myself off and I could hear them arguing. It was louder than the rain. When I was done and put my clothes in the dryer, my parents talked to me and told me I was allowed to call home, but only for emergencies. The next day, Saturday, my dad took me out to Blockbuster and I was told I could rent up to five movies for myself. He also paid for pizza that night and I got a whole pepperoni pizza for myself. That pizza lasted two days and no one else was allowed to touch it. My dad never lived that down. Good times. Bless OP's mom for being an actual good parent. Although is anybody else upset by the fact that even she said only for emergencies? During days where OP is legitimately like exhausted and it's hot out and they don't really want to make that 15 to 20 minute trek home in the heat, is it that unreasonable to call the babysitter to come pick him up real quick? I mean, what is a 15 to 20 minute walk can't take more than 5 minutes total to get there and back, right? Our next story is no overtime, no exceptions. I work in overtime and worked with one client for years and years looking after their various networks. Normally it's a 9 to 5 kind of job. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. But if something goes wrong after hours, it can become a real emergency for them quickly. One day, the manager came down to visit our small team at this client's office. We were told they renegotiated the contract and took a 5% cut on the job. So they asked if we would all take a 5% pay cut as well. No. No one accepted that and we were ready to walk if they tried to push it. The next week, we were told there was to be zero overtime without prior authorization of the company president himself and there are no exceptions to this ironclad rule. They had us repeat the new policy back to them and emailed it to us. The only thing I said to them was, this is going to end poorly. Two days later, the core router that connects all the different parts of the big data center failed at 9pm. Our manager called my cell phone and said to jump in my car because the data center was down. I told him that I don't have authorization from the company president, who had apparently gone camping for the long weekend with his family and was out of contact. I told him sorry, I can't do any work as it hasn't been authorized. He tried to say how he's authorizing it. I told him he specifically told us just earlier this week it has to be from the company president, and there are no exceptions. 
If he can't get a hold of the president, then give me a call back. He was mad. The client was mad as they were told I refused to help. He left an angry voicemail for the president about me. They did get it fixed when the manager drove himself to the data center in the wee hours of the morning to pull the bad circuit board. The next business day, first thing in the morning, the manager, the client's CIO, and our company president were waiting for me to come in and told me to come into the meeting room. It went as expected with raised voices, accusations, and many final warnings until I pulled out the email and gave it to the client's CIO to read. It took him 10 seconds to read, and then the CIO asked me to head back to my desk and carry on with my day. I never heard what was said in the room after I left, but there was a new directive that afternoon that overtime work no longer must have prior authorization. I worked another two years there before I left for a better job, but to this day, if there is rule with no exceptions, I relate this exact story and ask them to rethink what they're about to tell us. Is anybody else actually impressed that the manager themselves drove to the data center and fixed the problem? I'm just surprised that they wouldn't have just dumped this and left it to all fall on OP's shoulders, blamed OP every step of the way, and refused to actually get their own hands dirty. Honestly, considering the competency of most of the managers that end up on stories here, I'm surprised they even knew how to fix the problem. Our next story is, not my job, became, I'm not qualified for that position. So this is an update with the full fallout from them denying my promotion. Management lost production for that day, and nothing was done. They've been handing out overtime like it's candy all week. I just got done with a 12-hour shift. They asked me to help out in a neighboring department, and instead of saying, not my job, like I was doing, I remembered that you have to be specifically qualified to work over there. So I quipped, I'm not qualified for that position. Management then used the contract to make me work in the department I was qualified for to help out. I made sure to tell my shop steward so they know. Things have settled down at work and got back to normal. I'll post if anything else comes up. So some quick context to what's going on here fully. OP had been working a job and they got turned down for a promotion being told they were distracted too easily. So having been turned down for this promotion, they decided to do only the specifics of their job and what they're qualified to do, when they'd previously been doing a lot of extra work for the boss, essentially doing the boss's job for them. AKA OP said, not my job. You're going to screw OP over and not give them the promotion? Then they're going to do only their job. Then you try to shift them to a different position that they're not even qualified to do to make them do more work? Sorry, not qualified for that. They might not get that promotion, they may not get a bonus or a raise, but they're certainly not going to be cheated out of doing extra work when they're not appreciated. This next story is, Dad told me to never wake him up in the middle of the night again. Saw a post on here that reminded me of my innocent compliance that turned into malicious compliance. I was 9 years old and woke up from a nightmare. I was scared and couldn't go back to sleep, so I woke up my dad for comfort. He told me to go back to bed and never wake him up for anything ever again. I rarely woke him up for anything, but I made sure not to. A week goes by, and it's the weekend, so I'm allowed to sleep on the couch and watch TV. I get up to go pee in the middle of the night, and as I'm walking back, I hear a tapping on the front door. I'm frozen in fear already and I hear the person trying to open the door for what felt like three minutes. They stop. 
and I see their shadow go across our front yard. I'm still standing there, shocked, but glad it was over. Unfortunately, they left to go to the backyard. I could see them, because I was still standing there, trying for the back door. And then I see their hand reach through the doggy door to grab the handle. They were just two inches away from it. I was holding my breath at this point. They finally give up, and I muster the courage to move again and go back to sleep. The next morning, I tell my dad and stepmom about it. They're freaking out and asking, why didn't I wake them up? I reply that I was told not to for anything. And they said it's okay in emergencies. My little brain at the time didn't get it because the nightmare I had felt like an emergency. I'm guessing OP was their first kid because what I've gathered from reading these stories is as a parent, you cannot be so literal with these things, especially when you're making a promise to them. You never use the words anytime or I will always. Otherwise, you will very quickly find years down the road, there's something that you promised and you are unequivocally the jerk because you can't hold up to it. Needless to say, I'm just glad nothing happened to OP and their family. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.